Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Coach Keem Podcast. My name is Tori and I am here with my husband Keem. So I know you're probably wondering what's so special about our podcast. Well, our podcast is designed to bring awareness to health both physically and mentally. The information presented can be controversial, but we will give you actionable advice to help you reach your goals. All we ask you to do is subscribe, comment, and share this with a friend. Now let's get to the show. Family, what's up? Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Coach King Podcast. Today is July 4th, and I hope you all had a productive week. I am sitting here with my handsome husband, and we are sending some good energy and positive vibes your way. We want to thank you for joining us today on our bonus episode entitled Protesting the Pandemic. Um, A few weeks back, we were able to celebrate Juneteenth, and I want to go dive a little bit into that because um, a lot of people may or may not know what that is, and I also want to stress that if you don't know what it is and you're African-American, there's nothing wrong with it. I recently just found out um, the importance of Juneteenth, so I wanted to use um, this platform in today's episode just to explain to those who don't know what it is. Um, And I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I do want to give you a definition now that you guys know my background of it. So Juneteenth, a.k.a. June 19th, is the oldest known celebration ending slavery in the U.S. On June 19th, 1865, Union soldiers landed at Galveston, Texas with news that war had ended and that the enslaved were now free. Note that this was two and a half years after Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, which had become official January 1st, 1863. Now, what troubles me the most and I still can't wrap my mind around is the fact that we were still mentally and physically imprisoned, even now still to this day, but even two years after it was considered illegal. So it just kind of shows you how people take advantage of the African-American race. And then decades later, we're still following this trend. We still see mass incarcerations. We still have a lack of access to wealth. Healthcare is horrible. So in return, and just summing this all up, in today's society, we're living in a systematic racism. Now, Boo, what is your opinion as a black man when it comes to systematic racism and everything that we're dealing with now on a daily basis? Uh, First, I just believe that the system is designed to keep us trapped, to keep us at a certain level, um, to keep us hating one another, to keep us from, you know, getting to that next level. I believe the system does not want us to be, you know, a people of unity, a people that can do for self, a people that can, maneuver you know and depend on one another uh the system is 100 percent designed to break that to break black love to break you know black health or believe that it's just non-existent you see what i'm saying so um that's systemic racism for you in and of itself and when we're talking systemic racism this is when you know systemic racism is as foolish as it is is when we say black lives matter and they look at that like that is a democratic um independent republican chant Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i only say that because we're we're saying it as if like black lives matter is 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 a political thing this nothing about the color of our skin 
becomes political. This is a human rights thing. You see what I'm saying? I feel like in my own personal opinion, when it comes to the pandemic, I'm not, I'm actually, I'll go head on with COVID any day before I want to go head on with America and systemic racism. I would 100% if you said, yo, you got a boxing match and you had to get in the ring with one of them two, who would you rather fight? Facts, because you rather, could probably beat COVID. It, it is amazing that I would pick an invisible beast mm. to fight, right, yeah. over America. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? I would rather fight something I can't see because I feel like I have the potential to potentially still live you know, when it comes to COVID over America. And, you know, I want to get back to that Black Lives Matter because we we have been protesting um, and we're going to continue to protest. You know, we've done a Even bike. though we're living two different pandemics. We're definitely in two different <laughs> pandemics. But but I when I'm talking about Black Lives Matter um, and I'm talking about us protesting, we've been protesting various ways. We protested on bikes. Yeah. Um, where we did a healthy protest, you know, we was riding bikes, but blocking off streets. Uh, we was riding in the middle of the street, making traffic go, go have to wait and wait around us, you know, because America like to think that these protests is an inconvenience to them. But you don't realize that taking our lives is an inconvenience to us. Our lives are beautiful. Our lives are precious. Our lives are just as valuable as the next person. So, so we got to do everything we got to do to get your attention and, and let and, you know. And until you hear us. Streets will get blocked off. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we need to start taking it a little bit step further because um, to really get their attention, I, I would argue that it needs to be a lot more protesting in the streets. But we got to do a little bit more. We got to learn to put our dollars to protest, mm -hmm. if you ask me, you know. But through all in all, all of this going on, boo, how in these times have you been processing you know all of the pandemics going on and by pandemic you mean sorry if y'all hear bentley <laughs> um we don't got the <laughs> the soundproof studio so no, y'all start hearing, yet, hearing bentley bark that that's why <laughs> it's normal but um you know again we are de dealing with two different pandemics right now um, between COVID and everything that's going on with our African-American people. So for me, when it comes to processing it, I've realized that I put more energy into making sure that you are okay. And the fact that mental awareness is now becoming even more acceptable has made me want to pour into your mental and my mental to make sure that they are both solid because I realized that in a household as long as you know you're good you're strong being the protector the provider and then me being able to also support you in that same token and feel the emotions that you're going through we have to make sure that our energy is all leveled out so 
personally, I feel like I've just switched gears and hopped into wife mode. I haven't really processed it myself. Um, I don't like to think about the things that are happening at all. Um, Some may say that I'm ignoring it. You know what I mean? Some may say that I don't know. I don't know. Have Have you ignored it? Um, to an extent I have, I'm going to be honest. And I say that because mentally I cannot process everything that is going on. I can't look at people dying every single day. I can't do it. I'm just not mentally strong enough to accept the fact that because of the color of my skin or your skin or my mother's or whatever, like, you know, I can't except the fact that that is the reason why we are getting killed because then that means that I have a target on my back um, as well. So, And let me say that the pressure is still on. Breonna Taylor's killers are still out there. My sister, we, we are not going to stop. We are going to continue to say your name. And if you are listening right now, I want you to just tweet her name, post her name on a story, on a post right now on Facebook, IG, Twitter. Say something about her right now on Snapchat. Breonna Taylor, man, we are thinking about you. Your killers are still out there. And we are going to do everything we can to bring them to justice. Yeah, and I feel myself getting emotional about it because there's two, when I say two different pandemics, not even just the COVID and not even just police brutality, but even the fact that we are still killing each other. So, like, whenever you leave the house, I don't fe- I don't know that you're coming back home. I don't know that if you're not answering or whatever the case, it has something to do with a police being behind you or somebody having a gun to your head. It's amazing that you just said you don't know if I'm coming home because you don't know if it's the police or if it's us. That that not to cut you off, and I do apologize, but to to know that black people, my brothers, let me let me holler at y'all for a minute, man. It, it we have to learn to love us in comfort, meaning love us when we're close to you, and love us from a distance. The problem that I've re- the problem that we are coming across now is we only love us when you're close to us. You see what I'm saying? We only give a damn when it's close to us, mm-hmm. right? But we don't care if it don't affect us. You see what I'm saying? Black on black crime exists because of it's it's territorial, right? We you, you when you're around mostly black people, there's black on black crime, mm-hmm. right? It's amazing. Something's bound to happen because it's like when we put ourselves in these big groups and we're like, oh, we're so glad that all these black people got together and nobody got killed. And it's like, what? we should celebrate that, but why is that always a thing? Well, why you know are what we I mean? praising shit that, that we're should supposed happen. to do? Exactly. We're not supposed to be killing one another. We're not. We're not supposed to be in environments where it's hostile that... You feel like you got to pull your gun out because to protect yourself. Like you can't just get the fair one. Like you just got to sit here and pull out your the, strap. The game, like. the game, the game is different now in the streets. And where where I was going is, you brothers, man, we got to start loving one another, man. We can't be fighting for justice 
on one hand when it comes to white folks killing us and then we not using that same energy to fight for justice when blacks kill us. I understand there's no snitching. I understand that, but, and, and we gonna do a pod on snitching because everything not snitching, everybody not always snitching. If you not in the streets and you tell on somebody that's doing some some goofy stuff and they did something to you. You just being and, honest. And they affected your family. <laughs> You you a citizen. You not no damn snitch for, for saying what somebody else did because you don't want to get in trouble. You got a regular job or you doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? And and, and we're going to do a part on that. But it, it it's really about, to me, when it comes down to this, man, is that we have to have the love itself. You know, we can't expect white people to love us and we don't love us. We can't expect nobody to love us when we don't love us. And I think that all of this starts locally. You need to everything starts locally you know we got to start this thing at home i was going that was the exact direction i was going so back how i mentioned i didn't know much about juneteenth prior to the social media era because it was never discussed at home and i don't take that away from my family you know what i mean they may have not known you know but it's just like those are things that we have to start bringing awareness to to our children to the to the younger generation because they're the ones that are going to be growing up and still dealing with this if they don't know what's going on or how to proceed or how how we handled it you know what I mean like whenever we do get to that point and we do start having a family those are conversations that I want to have with them I want them to be well aware of what's going on well aware of their color and love the skin that they're in you know what I mean and things that they can do to help their people and how to continue that on even when we're not here so it everything starts in the home Mm -hmm. that's what the important part is is knowing what you're feeding each other and i'm not just talking about food i'm talking about feeding each other information and your family you know what i mean we and and when it comes to protesting any pandemic that we're dealing with because i mean just to think about the pandemics we're dealing with we know we're dealing with covid19 we know that we're dealing with systemic racism right and when I say systemic racism, I'm not just talking to white and black. I'm even going to go to the level of hating the LBGT lives. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I don't think there's a difference. If you can they hate black, people. if you can hate black folks for the color of their skin, and you hate somebody because of their sexuality and who that and, and, and who they choose to love and how they choose to love and how they choose and what they choose to do with their body. If you can hate that, you are just as racist as a person Mm -hmm. that hates white or black people. At the end of the day, we should all mind our damn business and allow them to live how they want to live, do what they want to do, love who they want to love. As long as they are being good human beings, that's all I think that should matter. And if they're not putting you at harm's way, why do what what anybody has to do have anything to do with you if it's not affecting you in any way shape or form just mind your business exactly that's all it is that's as simple as it gets all my christians excuse me for this (laughs) all my holier than thou folks excuse me for what i'm about to say why do you give a fuck who they fuck my aunt used to say that to me all the time and her you know my god rest your soul aunt jane but she used to always say to me don't worry about who I fuck and who I don't fuck. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and and I feel that because it's like, why do you care that much? This person really could be a very good human being. This person's probably a person of good character, probably has a sense of humor, has goals like you. 
want to be successful like you, why the hell you give a damn mm. to this level of racism? Why you give a damn about the color of our skin when we a good person? Yeah. How can you judge me about the condition that I came from or in when you didn't come from that? If you didn't come from it, why? watch this. Why do you give a damn about hating me for it? I came from this. This is what I had to deal with. This is a different world. Don't tell me about, oh, well, black people are always killing black people. Do you understand why? Do you understand what's going on? Do you understand that poverty in and of itself was by design made to kill us? When you're broke and you have nothing and you have a lack of resources, what is that going to do to any individual? What is that going to do? A lack of resources with anybody is going to make you go find resources. So what is the one resource that we had? We had drugs. We got the streets. That's what's going to make us make money. That's the old. No, nobody goes into the streets just thinking that, oh, I'm in the streets just to beat her. Now, these young boys today, they they idiots. They they don't know the game. They don't they don't know anything. They wet behind the ears. These these little young boys, they assholes. But. What I'm saying is when you originally go into the streets, you go into the streets for money. All I'm saying to all my white folks is this. We not presented the same opportunities as y'all. So we got to create ours mm -hmm. and don't judge us for the how we create our way to survive. If you want to judge us, help us, help us, add to us. Mm -hmm. Don't be coming around here trying to tell us how to live our goddamn lives. Even if it's just one person, like even if it's just somebody that, um, I don't know, like you give a job to or something just to get access to those type of resources. Like you never know how much of an impact something like that can have. So all in all, just start with one person. Um, your impact will eventually grow as time progresses. And another thing, like don't make someone of a color like a poster child. You aren't doing us a favor. Like honestly, do it because you want to be a good human. Yeah, we definitely ain't nobody's charity case. But if you could plug us in with somebody that can help us grow to the next level, plug us in. If you could give us some information that can help us, you know, succeed or help our brother or sister succeed, give us that information. There's so many things that you can do to help support us and make us better if you are white. That is literally, you know, a product of being a good human again. You know, there are some white people who are good people. You know, let me tell y'all about one, man. One of my one of my homies, man. He is my guy. Him and his wife, man. Shout out to the Bettlers. Love y'all. <laughs> they are some good white people that understand. Bentley! <laughs> you should have left that one. <laughs> I, I ain't stopped the shit. This motherfucker go, excuse me, y'all. Yo! Bentley! Shut up! We're doing a podcast. Trying to record. You gotta give him Go a treat. You gotta give him a treat. Sit the hell down. Damn. We was on a good stream. He like, what'd I do? Alright, All right, so, uh, my man Mick and uh, his wife Claire, man, they're one of our best friends. And, uh, you know, they're white. But here's where I'm, I'm trying to educate the white listeners is this. You have to start having an open mind. Mm -hmm. Diversify okay. your group of o friends. Open your mind to understanding and wanting to understand. You know what I mean? The fact that 
them to um, as a husband and wife, the fact that they are able to see past color is big. But watch this. The fact that they also see color is big because a lot of white people, y'all like to say, oh, I don't see color. If you don't see color, you don't see me. If you don't see color, you don't see my culture. If you don't see color, you don't see the way I talk. If you don't see color, you don't see my swag. So you better see color. But can you look past my color to see my heart? That's what it comes down to. And what I mean about Mick and Claire is we went to their house. They live in a white neighborhood. You know, they're white. Okay, cool. However, the people around them did not like us. They don't know us. They didn't see us, but they see one black family. And that one black family is the best family in the world. And that's the one that lives a couple. And they're the safe family. Yeah, in the neighborhood. And in the neighborhood, they did. They're familiar. They're what we like to call the good niggas. Mm. That's what they are. That's what they are. Because they don't bother because nobody. We, we did not look right in that neighborhood. And it's literally about 20 minutes outside the city. But we didn't look good there. We was looked at terrible. We was we we had a broken taillight and we knew that was a bad day. And we had stoplights and, and people wanna look at us like we was infected with COVID. It's a damn shame that. Your blackness is actually worse than COVID. You see what I'm saying? Your blackness is worse than that. And, you know, it's amazing that we live in a way where our blackness is like that. So this part is about protesting. I'm going to protest my blackness every day. So, boo, how are you protesting your blackness, your queendom? Mm. How are you protesting the pandemics that try to keep you inferior i'm protesting a couple different ways honestly because i am still afraid to watch you know any of the videos that has to deal with any of the black killings i just again i can't process it so um to get my mind off of those things i focus on what's good for my mental health again which is health and fitness Um, No cliche, but me, you know, posting things on how you can take care of your body um, and fight different diseases that we have going on in the black community outside of COVID. I'm just talking about the main stuff like heart disease issues and blood pressure and those type of things. So the things that I post, I feel like are more near and dear to my heart because they are helping our people. And I'm speaking in a language that they can understand. And I've allowed them to ask me any questions that they may have. Hold on, boo. Are you saying that we're, we have a pandemic of. A health pandemic? A health pandemic? Are you saying Absolutely. we have a health pandemic too? Not COVID. Absolutely. Not just COVID. So you're talking about the way that what, maybe we eat, the what we consume. Uh, what, what type of pandemic are you talking about right now? Because you're saying you give off the healthy nutrition and mm-hmm. you give That's off this I'm, healthy I'm lifestyle with protesting right so, right. so mm-hmm. you're protesting this pandemic for your blackness and queendom by oh i'm going to help us eat better yes. so that we can be equipped to fight the good fight correct because i feel like if we are in our healthy mind states if we're doing everything we need to do and taking care of our body and refueling ourselves with the right foods COVID shouldn't even be an issue 
So the reason why I decide to post the things that I post is because I do feel like we're dealing with a health crisis. And I feel like if we have the right resources and we have the knowledge behind it to support it and we know what we're supposed to be putting in our bodies just on an average day, not even if you're trying to lose weight, gain weight, whatever, as long as you know what you're putting in your body, I feel like you're refueling it with everything it needs. So you're treating it right. So it's going to treat you better. So as of what studies have shown, it's been from diseases that we've had or issue health issues that we've had before that has affected us the most. Most people so that had, from COVID had underlying illnesses. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. So the fact that what can we do to prevent those underlying illnesses? Oh, eat healthy. Oh, I can start exercising more. You know what I mean? I can start making my health a priority. So that's how I protest and get the word out. Like Kim said, we did the bike protest. That was super dope. That was I was grateful for that, for the whole experience. And um, the fact that they tied protesting and health and fitness all in one was beautiful. I have nothing better to say about that. Um, that's, I mean, all of that sounded amazing, if you ask me. Um, Tori is 100% right. Uh, when she say there is a health pandemic going on, I would like to say there's a, there is a education pandemic going on when it comes to health in and of itself, um, and especially in our community. Um, I'm talking about the black community, everybody. Uh, you know, nothing against nobody else's community because there's pandemics in y'all's too. And um, and the fact that you're here, I'm about to teach you about how to get through these pandemics. Um, the first thing is, you know, when it comes to the health pandemic, um, when it comes to that, it's about educating yourself first. You know, getting ourselves the right knowledge and education around what we should be consuming to be healthy right none of us can fight this pandemic if we're unhealthy i 100 percent agree none of us can you know fight for justice and you know fight for freedom in these times but without the the health of us um so i definitely agree there um and here's the thing because we got these hating ass listeners that might think oh that's not the pandemic that we're talking about <laughs> um the black community needs everything. I, there is not one set thing that the black community needs. We need it all mm -hmm. when it comes to it. And the way that anybody black can protest the pandemic is by doing better for self. And once you do better for self to give back to others in your community to do better for self. I didn't say money. And let's I, talk about that. I, I literally just said do for self mm -hmm. and then give back with doing for self continue to spread that knowledge a lot of us don't want nobody else a lot of us don't want to give the knowledge because we think that that's going to hinder our come up that's going to stop our progress but the thing is this guess what i have never in my life seen somebody take a candle and light a candle and see they flame go out I've never seen it, and I doubt that it ever happens. You know what I mean? And you said you wanted to talk about that, so let's do it. I just want to talk about how everyone protests different. Like, some people, you know, are on social media and are sharing posts and are trying to get people to sign petitions and, you know, really making sure that people's name, like Breonna Taylor, does not die. 
And, you know, we appreciate those people. We need those people. But that's not the only way you have to protest. You can protest by doing that. You can protest by volunteering in your community. You can protest by giving off um, free information. Like Keem said, you can't lose by helping somebody else in some way, shape, or form. You'll never lose. Man, the ultimate level of success is how many people can you get successful with you? Honestly, that's how I think about it. You're not going to lose. So, yeah, like protesting, finding different unique ways to protest that fits within your comfortability is what matters. As long as you're trying to get the word out there some way, shape or form and encourage our youth to understand what's going on as well. We um, were able to purchase some masks from um, one of our clients kids and they had just started, you know, their own little business of writing um, kind of what's going on on mask. And one of them was just, why can't I breathe? Um, so we were able to purchase some items from her and something like that was made me feel good because now I can see that there's young kids that are looking up to what, to us as adults, what we're doing as a unit, not just one or two people, but what we're doing and how they want to be a part of it. So just encouraging people, no matter what walk of life they're coming from, if they choose to protest the way they protest, that's how they choose to protest. If people want to riot and, you know what I mean, do all that with it, I understand some of it, what comes behind of it, not all of it, but I, I understand some of it. They did take a lot from us, so I can understand where that anger is coming from. But taking from somebody else just because you want to have a come up, that's not cool either. So just understand why you're protesting and your purpose behind it. And I feel like it'll just come natural on how you can also beat the pandemic. These young kids are waking up earlier. They're waking up early. And they want answers. And, and when they wake up fully and they collectively wake up, it's going to be real dangerous. Because the generation under us, they don't have any fear. Yeah. They have no fear. And they're willing. They are the ones who are out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's us too. Us too. But they're the ones that are out there because they have no fear. And let me say this. Um, black people when protesting the pandemic understand that your life is precious understand that your life is so precious that we gotta learn how to deal with the police mm -hmm. we know police are killing us you have to pick your battles wisely do not try to fight these guys at traffic stops obey everything that they trying to tell you to do i don't care if i look excuse my language again but i need people to understand if i don't care if i look like a bitch on the traffic stop if i look like the bitch on the traffic stop but i make it home i won the battle you got to get home now with dealing with police. It's not about, look, listen, I don't care about all these, you know, reform bills that they trying to pass with legislation. To me, that's not doing anything because at the end of the day, when you got bad cops on the force and you consistently hire bad cops year after year, that tells me that nothing is changing because the system is flawed. So until we get to the level where we understand 
that we have to vote right people in, that we have to put pressure on politicians that are going to do for us, that are looking out for our well-being. Until we start putting those people in office, that's when things will start to change. Because at the end of the day, there is a system and we need people in place that can break the system. I am. I, look, Malcolm X is one of my favorite people ever if you don't know who malcolm x is you need to do your research on malcolm x all right malcolm x at one point said white people nothing you could do for us because it was all about doing for self right and if you listen to a lot of people who are older they'll tell you that you know in those jim crow days in the 60s it was a little bit better but they don't say it was better you know with the conditions that they were dealing with they're saying it was better for the black community. You know, even Martin Luther King said that right before he passed away, he said that I may have integrated my people into a burning house. Basically saying that by fighting segregation, I might have messed up us as a community. Because back in those days, we had to depend on ourselves. We had to depend on ourselves to, to eat to bank with, you know, to deal with the necessities and shop and grocery and bag groceries and different things like that. We had to depend on us. We were a resourceful people. That's why I said earlier, we need to start to use our dollars to protest. Now, that's going to be a hard thing. Yeah. And I do want to just circle back on how you mentioned about um, you said one important word, which was vote. And I think that, you know, voting is so, so, so important. And earlier in my 20s, I did not understand the magnitude of what voting did for me because I never felt like it affected me in any way. You know what I mean? And now that I'm older and seeing whatever the hell Trump is doing and how it can affect my well-being, my health. You know what I mean? Like, what? literally, you, never, you don't, you you don't know. know. So I just kind of let him do him and figure it out later. But voting is important because we actually get to choose who goes into office and who gets to represent us. Now, key word, they get to represent us. So that means we have to ask them. We have to vocalize the things that we want from them. As a black community, we have to be clear. And sometimes as a black community, we don't know what direction we want to go. So we're kind of just like, oh, we want this. We want this. If we can all get on one accord on the things that are important, like mass incarceration, like the lack of, I would say, health care and just access to well, affordable housing and wealth at the end of the day. We are around, we have to make sure whoever is in office is for our people and we have to do our research on them because there are people that I'm just now finding out about like Joe Biden who was a part of the 94 crime bill and Joe Biden's 94 crime bill, if y'all don't know what that is, what Tori just mentioned, it's the bill that literally... I'm going to say it like this. It is one of the biggest causes for the mass incarceration of black people on the federal level. Joe Biden was a part of signing and, and, and making and creating that bill up. Um, if you look it up, the 94 crime bill, you know, um, certain people even called it the Biden bill. Um, bill Clinton did sign that bill into law. Um, but, you know, 
the thing that we're getting at is that that 94 crime bill literally allowed, you know, and actually suggested that states put hard sentences on people, you know, committing crime. So that's basically the gist of it. It's very long. It's a long bill. But look that up. Joe Biden actually has played a big role in the mass incarceration of black people. I'm going to just say this. Trump never did that. I'm not saying I'm voting for Trump. I'm not telling you I'm voting for Joe Biden, but I'm telling you that just because he was Barack Obama's vice president, don't make him good in my book. It doesn't. And he is trying to right his wrongs. We can kind of see that, but it's just that's what we mean by it's important to do research on things of that matter. And even just everything we talk about on this podcast, like you don't have to take everything we say and believe that everything we say is correct. You can take it with a grain of salt and keep it moving. But we have created this platform, not only to bring you this information, but so you can start to have these conversations. And like she said, you don't have to like it. At all. You don't. Not even a little bit. But I'm going to tell you this. If you challenge something we say, you better know that we're coming back challenging you. Fact check. But fact check us. And let me finish this off by saying this, man. Black people, let's support one another. Stay beautiful. Black people, let's stick with one another. Pay attention to your mental. Black people, I want you to pick somebody up today. Support us. Black people, I want you to start loving one another. Black people, I want you to start trying to resolve conflict with one another in the most peaceful way. Stop killing each other. By the way, everything can be handled with a conversation. And white people, understand that our lives are just as valuable. They're just as precious. We come from a different world than you because your ancestors put us in that world. And we don't want to hear about, well, these are the times now. These are the times now, because of what we went through hundreds of years ago, and stop trying to make it as if we use slavery as an excuse. Slavery is still in existence. And a lot of us are still mentally and physically enslaved. That does not change. So be sensitive, mm -hmm. but be open minded, but see us mm -hmm. for us. I don't know what we could do for the police to make us not look fear fearful. I don't know what we could do, you know, to make us not look like we're about to do some wrong. I don't know what we could do. But one thing I do know is, is that our black is beautiful. And I do know that our black is strong. I do know that the black woman is the most disrespected person in America. I do know that we got to love our children. I do know we got to be there for one another. That's what I do know, man. And uh, the best way to protest the pandemic, if you don't do anything, if you don't hold up a sign. Speak up. Speak up on right versus wrong. We hope and pray that every single one of y'all enjoyed this bonus episode. We hope and pray that you continue to protest every pandemic in your life. Whatever way you want to protest it, whatever is comfortable for you. And we hope and pray that you're working every single day to better yourself. We don't ask for nothing more 
then you to share this with a friend. We want you to continue this conversation. We want you to ask on your social media, ask a person, how are you protesting the pandemic? We want you to keep washing your hands. We want you to stay safe and stay home. And we'll see you next week.